Good Morning Liberty. Well, what is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of the Good Morning Liberty podcast. My name is Nate Thurston, and across from me is Mr. Charles Chuck Thompson. How's it going today, Chuck? Oh, it just it feels good in here. It does. It's a it's a, it's a warming presence. It is, and and oddly very cold in yes. here, which is great. That's what I meant. You're by the it, warming presence. It feels natural. The, that's good. I'm not picking up entirely what you're saying, but Neither I hope everyone I. knows that it feels great in here and it's a warming, cool presence inside of the office. Yes. So if you can just imagine that we are in our new office today, we are not entirely set up. I was just telling everyone in the pre-show that we're not entirely set up, but we did throw together our podcast setup for uh, probably this week. This is what it will look like. And then we'll be opening up the room just a little bit. But today we just have these nice fine curtains behind us with little lights shining up on them. Honestly, it doesn't look that bad. It doesn't look bad. It's, I mean, we could get away with it just looking like this and save a, ton of mo- and save a ton of money, I guess. As Nate said, this is the Good Morning Liberty podcast where we talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning. And doggone it, if you don't need to sign up on Locals, goodmorningliberty.locals.com. Uh, we switched over to the Dave Rubin platform, mm-hmm. in case you're wondering, because he he was a salesman, all right? In our interview with him, is a hearty, hearty pitch. He sold and, us hard. And we couldn't say no. He made it that good. So go sign up so you can see the show live, and uh, we'll post videos on there and everything. It's what we used to do with Patreon, but we're moving everything over. Transitioning, you could say, from Patreon over to locals.com. Not a dating site. This is, uh, this is, <laughs> that is this the is, most common thing I've heard about it. Yeah. That's what people are saying. It's like, no, we're, we don't want to date any of you. Okay. We're both married and, uh, as happy as can be right, Nate. It, exactly. Yeah, it, so. it is a Liberty dating site for people who aren't wanting to date the people that are on there, especially not us. And so if you want to look at it that way, come just, date, come date some Liberty. It's just hanging all right? out. That's, that's all what you want to do. But you need to subscribe to the podcast, hit that follow button, subscribe, whatever you do on Apple podcast or Spotify or anywhere that you're listening to this right now. We've got a lot of new listeners. A lot. I mean, they just keep piling in. I love it. And what they want to hear, I think, is Liberty. They do. Probably not just us talking about our office or about our locals page, but probably some some stuff. Look, it's been uh, the last month has been interesting. Okay, like I was gone for two weeks gallivanting around the world. And uh, we have been transitioning to a lot of new things. I told you guys that we had a lot of exciting things coming up, and we're starting to reveal those exciting things. And the cool thing about the office is this now gives us a place outside of my house yeah, where we can have people in the studio. Uh, we may have a guest coming up soon. Mm-hmm, we don't mm-hmm. know. We'll let you guys know about that. I'm not going to tell you who it is. But it'll be nice to have people in the studio. Uh, we can finally... Call Ben Shapiro back and let him know that we have a space now. He can come. He's been waiting for for exactly. a while for a nice studio, which to come is nice into. of yeah. him to do. I know. So. I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> the, today, the main topic. You know, normally we run through all sorts of news stories, and we'll do plenty of that this week for sure. But uh, over the weekend, w- one thing I noticed in talking to a lot of people is, uh, as you guys know, I got the COVIDs and I had some symptoms. It wasn't overly severe, but it was it was uh, not fun at all. And it lasted for a long time. And um, what I wanted to talk about was natural immunity to COVID post-infection. And really the fact that that is a real thing, by the way, because there are a lot of people out there that are assuming that this is just some right-wing conspiracy. This is a new 
this is a new right-wing conspiracy about viruses. Just, I'll go ahead and line it out for you. Uh, the the right-wing conspiracy is that when you are infected with a virus, that your body develops antibodies to that and can remember how to fight off that virus into the future. Now, this is something that was just made up last year by Trump. From what I can tell, Trump and Rand Paul and some other terrible people on the right, they're the ones that came up with this whole idea. It's never been done before. And so what we wanted to talk about was apparently, just because those guys were mentioning that, they went ahead and did some studies on that. They've done a lot of studies on this. And what has really been bothering me since I got COVID is that I still have a lot of people that are like, are you going to get vaccinated? Are you going to get that? When are you going to get vaccinated? And here's the deal from all the available research. And I mean, I was looking for research that contradicted what I'm about to say uh, from all of the available research. I don't need to get vaccinated right now. Now, that's not me being anti-vaccine. That's me being pro-science. OK, I'm just being pro-science is what it is, because there are plenty of studies in uh, a lot of different a lot of different sites, a lot of publications that. Uh, if if they were saying something that people on the left wanted to hear, then they would take all of them as credible. So, but since they're not saying things that people on the left want to hear, uh, then they're not being taken as credible. And then, uh, you know, the ones that are that are maybe on the more negative side of natural immunity. Well, those are the ones that are being taken as credible. And so I wanted to talk about this because that's it's important when you're talking about restricting people's travel and restricting their ability to uh, have commerce with others, to trade with others, it is important when you want to consider what the goal is. And if the goal is that you want people to be safe and you want to stop people from getting the virus, if that is actually your goal, then natural immunity needs to be taken into account. And there are millions of people that potentially have this. Uh, and from the available data I'm seeing that, that do have this. So once again, I'm not saying not to get the vaccine. I'm not saying to go out there and get infected. We've already addressed this. I'm not saying that it's better for you to go out there and get infected instead of getting the vaccine because the vaccine is meant to protect you from getting COVID. So if you go out and you get COVID to stop yourself from getting COVID, then potentially you're probably not listening to this podcast anyway. We'll just put it that yeah. way. All right. And, and what? Uh, just to throw out a quick fact, you can't even get vaccinated for 90 days after having COVID. Yeah, no, I can't even get it because, right now. Because there's a risk of uh, blood clots, mm. uh, a higher risk of blood clots. So, uh, you know, same thing. My dad, my dad had one shot and then he ended up getting COVID, uh, recovered uh, in a couple days. They treated him with uh, remdesivir and a Z-Pack and some other things at the hospital. Uh, my dad, as you all know, has uh, lots of comorbidities, including no legs. I call him Lieutenant Dan, for those of you <laughs> new to the show. Um, and, and so, you know, of course, I was in Italy whenever I got the call, and so I was worried, obviously, um, because this virus seems to, you know, do... It, it seems to do the most damage to people who have a lot of health problems already. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so I was worried. My dad's obviously older. He's, um, and, and has a lot of comorbidities, but he recovered in a couple days and, but now he, he can't get his second shot until post 90 days because the risk of having a blood clot is so much higher when you've had already had the virus. Um, that's so, good to know. Mm -hmm. Um, that's so why they won't give it to you for 90 days. So that's one thing you can tell your family or whoever else. Yeah. Like, I, uh, technically, I can't. Yeah, I, did. Like, I legitimately can't. They won't give it to me. I, I can't do it. It's actually, uh, 
even the CDC and everyone else says that it is unhealthy for me to go get the vaccine right mm -hmm. now. Okay, because I did have it. So kick us off with this MedPage Today thing, Charles. Okay, so let me tell you guys about a couple of our sponsors real quick. Don't hit the skip button. Get your finger away from the skip button. All right. These people are keeping the show going. They make it possible. The first one I'm going to tell you guys about is BetterHelp. BetterHelp.com slash GML. If you guys are potentially going through a stressful time right now, maybe you're reading things on Twitter and you're getting really stressed. Maybe you're going through family problems. Maybe you have relationship issues. Maybe you're depressed for whatever reason. The, the lockdowns have caused depression. Maybe all kinds of other things. Uh, deaths in the family. Anything. BetterHelp is going to help you. All right. These are licensed therapists. You go on there, you make an account and you answer some questions and they pair you up with a therapist, a licensed therapist that you can talk to through the app. You can do phone calls, video calls, all kinds of stuff like that. Secure calls. I know a lot of people don't like talking about important things like this over the over the airwaves, you know, we're worried about that. It's a very secure app. No one else is going to see your conversations. All right. They're going to pair you up with someone you don't have to go with the person that they pick for you. You're going to give you a list. You can choose between different people. It's so much cheaper than going into the office. It's safer if you're worried, if you uh, have a compromised immune system, if you're worried about going out in public, it's safer. Just going to stay at home, be able to go do this over your phone. So anyway, check out the BetterHelp app. Get on your phone, search BetterHelp, get on your computer, type in BetterHelp. BetterHelp.com slash GML will give you 10% off your first month, 10% off. BetterHelp.com slash GML. All right. So for MedPage today, quit ignoring natural COVID immunity. Epidemiologists estimate over 160 million people worldwide, worldwide mm -hmm. have recovered from COVID-19. Those who have recovered have an astonishingly, astonishingly low frequency of repeat infection, disease, or death. That immunity from prior infection protects many people now where vaccines are not yet available. Earlier this month, the WHO released a scientific update stating that most people who have recovered from COVID-19 develop a strong protective immune response. Importantly, they summarize that within four weeks of infection, 90 to 99 percent of people who recover from COVID-19 develop detectable neutralizing antibodies. That's what that's what you need, by the way, to, to fight the to fight the COVIDs. OK, I hope I'm inside of that percentage. Furthermore, they conclude, given the limited amount of time to observe cases, that the immune response remains strong for at least six to eight months after infection. That's good. Uh, now, I did put a screenshot of this, and just so everyone knows, we're going to be going through a lot of studies. May, you might find this boring today, and, th and that's okay, but we need to get the actual information out there. So we need to talk about the studies and not just give our opinions on whether or not we have natural immunity. Uh, we need I'm to sure actually, we'll, be, we'll be flagged yeah. for misinformation, probably. Probably. That'll be the good part about putting this video on Locals.com, because we know that it's not going to be taken down once we do this. You can Even post though all you're, the, you're showing screenshots from the World Health Organization. Yeah, I'm literally, and so this screenshot right here is the one that I, that I used to get our flag taken off on YouTube the last time that we talked about this. We got flagged for saying things that were contrary to popular science, I guess. And I said, literally, here's a screenshot right here from the who Charlie just read what, what it said, but I'll show you this. And as I was saying, I'm going to put links to all of these studies in there. And so from the world health organization, it says within four weeks following infection, 90 to 99% of individuals infected with SARS-CoV-2 virus develop detectable neutralizing antibodies. Now, also... why is now, why isn't ask yourself, why isn't this science I don't... Part of mainstream media. Why aren't they talking about this? 
In fact, not only are they not talking about it, they're shutting people down like Massey. Yeah, you know, that's, like that's Thomas right. Massey, who was who was referencing these types of studies uh, in in his speech. I, I'm pretty sure we got banned for putting that video up, didn't we? Uh, uh, we, we got, did, we got, yeah. We got flagged for we putting did. a video of our congressman up mm-hmm. um, on Facebook and YouTube. It's it's just unbelievable that you can't even put truthful information out there. It's unbelievable you can't put false information out there because you should be able to do that. Mm-hmm. But it's unbelievable that you can't even put truthful information out there. That I, you know, I don't quite. I can't quite understand why there's such a stranglehold on this where it can only come from certain people. But even if you use those certain people, they'll still block you uh, to begin with just to make sure that you're not going to put any misinformation out there, let's say. But the thing about it is, is that we should just be able to put information out there and, and the people are smart enough to decide for themselves what they want to believe and what they don't. Well, as we will find later on they definitely do not think that people are smart enough for themselves to figure this oh, out. There's a couple things going on. Not. The two biggest things I think are going on are one control. I think people want to feel control. When you say everyone needs to take a vaccine and then someone says, well, I don't need to take a vaccine. You start to feel like, oh, I just, I, I really want everyone to take the vaccine. They're not listening to me and I need to make sure that they do that. So I show them that I have power over them. They need to accept the power and not find ways to get out of it. I think that's one thing, one, one large driver behind it. Uh, the other one I, uh, I really think is that they think everyone are, are just idiots and that they're going to take this information and they're going to, they're going to do dumb things like thinking that it would be better to purposefully get infected with COVID to protect yourself from getting COVID. Like, which, as we have said and will continue to say, is not a good idea. And uh, this study goes on to say, I'm just going to read the highlighted areas, not all of this. Though rarely reported to date, reinfection with, with COVID can occur. Four large studies from the UK, the United States, and uh, the United States of America and Denmark estimated that infection with SARS-CoV-2 provided 80 to 90 percent protection from reinfection up to seven months and 94 percent protection against symptomatic disease. Now, that is roughly the same numbers as the old uh, vaccine, Mm -hmm. which is what people are just trying to say, like, hey, if I had a previous infection, why are you th- saying that I have to get the vaccine? What is it behind that, that that makes you say that? Because we have plenty of scientific evidence saying that I have just as much, if not more, in the case of the Israeli study we'll be talking about, that I have just as much protection against COVID as people who are vaccinated. Uh, and so they, they go on to say the level of protection against reinfection is assessed by PCR possibly. Positivity was estimated to be 50% in the age uh, over 65 years old. So they are saying that it is less. Because you told me to, Drill Sergeant? That is what they want (laughs) right there, is because I said so. It's like a parent. Exactly. Why do I need to do this? Because I said so. There doesn't need to be a reason. Go up! (laughs) Uh, You got another paragraph here while I'm pulling up the next thing. Okay. This update echoes what the NIH reported in January 2021. The immune response of more than 95% of people who recovered from COVID-19 had durable memories of the virus up to eight months after infection, which, by the way, I think is lasting longer than the vaccine. It it, it is. The NIH went further to state that those findings provide hope that people who get vaccinated will develop similar lasting immunity. And so here's a screenshot of what Charlie was just reading. Like I said, I will put the I will put the links to all of this. This is from NIH. You're supposed to trust NIH, right? Wouldn't people on the left want to trust the National Institutes of Health? I mean, heck, Fauci ran the thing. 
You know, still does. You got. I think does he? I don't. I don't. I. I try not to think about him. But um, and so, how can he not trust something posted on NIH? This is from January twenty sixth of twenty twenty one. And uh, the first thing through the immune systems of more than 95% of people who recovered from COVID had durable memories of the virus up to eight months after infection. Now, an important thing to note there is when they say up to eight months, they are not saying that we studied people and then eight months we saw that the durability of the immunity was waning at that time. That's not what they're saying. They're saying we studied people that were infected eight months ago, and here's the study, here's the snapshot in time. They're still showing antibodies. And so we know that it's up to eight months. They can't say that it's not more than that because their study covered people who had had it at least eight months ago. Mm -hmm. That's what they know. The results provide hope that people receiving SARS-CoV-2 vaccines will develop similar lasting immune memories after vaccination. Basically word for word. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Numerous scientists have found that there is a decreased risk of reinfection and extremely low rates of hospitalization and death due to repeat infection. The range of reduction of reinfection from COVID-19 was between 82 to 95 percent among six studies that encompassed nearly one million people conducted in the U.S., the U.K., Denmark, Austria, Qatar, and among U.S. Marines. So this isn't just one little podout conservative town that we're running the study on, okay? This is all over the world. <laughs> Which is funny because the one that the CDC cites is one little podunk study, there, one little <laughs> study done in the podunk area. So that that is pretty funny that you said it that way. Here's a screenshot of the one from uh, Austria right here. This was also from the NIH. Mm-hmm. Right here, results. We, we recorded 40 tentative reinfections out of 14,840 COVID-19 survivors of the first wave and 253,000 infections out of 8.8 million individuals of the remaining general population, uh, being 2.85%, translating to an odds ratio of 0.09 with a 95% uh, confidence interval there. Conclusions, we observed a relatively low reinfection rate of SARS-CoV-2 in Austria. Protection against SARS-CoV-2 after natural infection is comparable with the highest available estimates on vaccine efficacies. Oh. How about that? This, uh, but wait, there's more because we are bringing you all of the science today for when you are talking to your follow the science friends. Do we have to? Do we have to give a shout out to anybody today? Any any ads? Um, We've well, I'm going to put one in there. Okay. Yeah. That's what Nate's going to do for Mm -hmm. all of you. Yeah. All right. In addition, newer U.S. data released after the January NIH announcement found protective antibodies lasting up to ten months following infection. That's, Mo- as they do studies so, uh, yeah. longer in time, they find that it's, oh, hey, it lasts 10. Oh, hey, it lasts 12. <coughs> I've had the vaccine and COVID. Yeah. You're so super I'm protected. Terminator now, basically. Yeah. Moving forward, I'm never going to die. <laughs> That's true of anything. <laughs> Moving forward, policymakers should include natural immunity as determined by an accurate and reliable antibody test or the documentation of prior infection, previous positive PCR antigen test, as evidence of immunity equal to that of vaccination. That immunity should be given the same societal status as vaccine inducted. Uh, is that right? Vaccine inducted immunity. Such a policy would greatly reduce anxi- anxiety and increase access to travel events, family visits, and more. The updated policy will allow those who have recovered to celebrate their recovery by informing them of their immunity, allowing them to safely discard their masks, show their faces, and join the legions of those vaccinated. And then it says Jeffrey, who this is from. Yeah. This, oh, that, okay. This that MD was from. Here. That was from Jeff. That was from Dr. Jeff. 
out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I have another study here from The Lancet uh, that is posted among 43,000 antibody-positive persons who were followed for a meeting of 16.3 weeks. Uh, individuals had at least one PCR-positive swab 14 days after the positive antibody test. Of these individuals, 129 had supporting epidemiologi- ep- epidemiological evidence for reinfection. Reinfection was next investigated using the viral genome sequencing, applying the viral genome sequencing confirmation rate. The incidence rate of reinfection was estimated at 0.66 per 10,000 persons. Guys, what I'm trying to get to here is all of the science is out there. Okay, that incidence rate of reinfection versus month follow-up did not show any evidence of waning of immunity or uh, for over seven months of follow-up. For Out of these 43,000 people they studied, they had no evidence of waning of immunity for over seven months of follow-up. So that's pretty good. Efficacy of natural infection against reinfection was estimated at 95.2%. Here's the most important part right here. Yeah, reinfections were less severe than primary infections. Only one reinfection was severe, two were moderate, and none were critical or fatal. None. That is a very important part. None were critical or fatal. Yeah. Zero. Zip. Nada. And... Cetero. Before we... uh, I think that was the end of that article. So... I will, I, I will say that there are limitations in these studies, by the way. When they study people who have reinfections, they are studying people who didn't die from the first one. So the people who died from the first one are not in the next group, okay? So they are people who were able to survive and fight off COVID. So you are narrowing down your group when you do that. But there are a lot of limitations with, for instance, this one that the CDC has posted. The CDC has got one study about the risk of getting COVID-19 after vaccination. Um, or after reinfection or after COVID-19 vaccination. They got one study out there, okay? And here's how they studied it. Here's how they pulled, here's how they pulled their data. Let's see if this, any of this sounds weird. Among Kentucky residents infected with SARS-CoV-2 in 2020, vaccination status of those reinfected during May to June 2021 was compared with that of residents who were not reinfected. In this case control study, being unvaccinated was associated with 2.34 times the odds of reinfection compared with being fully vaccinated. So they compared a group uh, where they didn't have a vaccination status or they had people that were, that they, uh, that they, they had some that were vaccinated and some that had previously had COVID. And they compared that with a group of people who didn't get the infection. And those were their two comparison groups. And so they looked at the group who didn't get the reinfection and they saw that more of them were vaccinated. Then, then we're not vaccinated. And so they said, well, actually, see, uh, you have a lot better chance of fighting off COVID if you're vaccinated than if you're getting a reinfection. But they compared it to a group of people who didn't get an infection. Yeah. Meaning they were going to find those numbers when they looked at it. It's a ridiculous way to do a study. And then they, at the end of the study, which is the one that the CDC uses to say that you can't trust the natural immunity, here's their findings. Uh, Well, here's their limitations on their findings. This is at the very end of the study. Reinfection was not confirmed through whole genome sequencing, which would be necessary to definitively prove that the reinfection was caused from a distinct virus relative to the first infection. (laughs) Meaning that they could still have, it could still be from the first infection. Okay. Persons. So so we did this whole thing without, uh, without what is exactly necessary to actually uh, produce a study that was definitive. Like actually proving that this was a new infection. Yeah. 
Okay. Persons who have been vaccinated are possibly less likely to get tested. Therefore, the association of reinfection and lack of vaccination might be overestimated. So they're saying people who are vaccinated, uh, when they feel sick, they're less likely to go take tests because they're like, oh, hey, I'm vaccinated against COVID. Mm -hmm. So then they're saying people are vaccinated who get sick. They're not going to go take the COVID test, meaning that they could have uh, lower numbers of vaccinated people. The only reason why I took it is because I knew you were positive. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vaccine doses administered at federal out-of-state sites not typically entered into the Kentucky system, so vaccination data are possibly missing for some people in the analysis, meaning some of the people that they were testing might have actually been vaccinated, that they said were just people who weren't vaccinated who were being reinfected. Some of those people might have been people who were vaccinated. They don't know because the federal and state data is not shared. (laughs) Although, uh, here's more limitations. Although case patients and controls were matched based on age, sex, and date of initial infection, other unknown confounders might be present, meaning that they didn't account for people who had pre-existing conditions. They didn't account for any comorbidities, which is also the case with all the other studies. Finally, this is a retrospective study designed using data from a single state during a two-month period. Therefore, here's the last line. These findings cannot be used to infer causation. (laughs) Additional perspective studies with larger populations are warranted to support these findings. And we already talked about But we're still going to use it. We're still going to use it. The last line of the study says these findings cannot be used to infer causation. Uh, And then uh, I guess there was a last line. These findings support the CDC recommendation that all eligible persons be offered COVID-19 vaccination, regardless of previous SARS-CoV-2 infection status. Offered. That's fine. These findings, the finding supports the CDC's recommendation. Yeah. They can, offer a, it, they can offer it all they want. Listen, we're not saying to not get vaccinated, and we're not saying to go out there and make sure that you get infected with COVID, because that's really dumb. All right. But we're going to continue to present a little bit more data because you need to use this when you're talking to your follow the science friends. Okay, this is, this is very important stuff because I just had to deal with an onslaught of vaccine pressure. One, I can't even get it. And two, I probably don't need it at least right now or for several months. Not saying I'm not ever going to get it, but I'm saying I don't need it right now, according to the science. Okay, that I'm, I'm citing all of the science so I can say that I don't need it right now. So when the video gets taken down for me saying I don't need it, I can say, hey, literally we were citing all the science during this video. From Emory, which is a uh, college down in uh, Atlanta, I believe, not a right-leaning college, by the way, they're requiring that everyone there be vaccinated whenever they go to school. Uh, Recovered COVID-19 patients retain broad and effective longer-term immunity to the disease, suggests a recent Emory University study, which is the most comprehensive of its kind so far. These findings have implications for expanding understanding about human immune memory, as well as future vaccine development for coronaviruses. So then they talk about the the study itself. It was an actual longitudinal study. They were following the same people over the whole time, which is what some of these studies did not do. And they they saw that they were actually having durable responses in the vast majority of patients, and they decayed at a slower rate than previously estimated, which suggests that patients are generating longer-lived plasma cells that can neutralize the SARS-CoV-2 spike protein. The the rate the slower rate than previously estimated is important because what Here's what happens. A study comes out that says you could have immunity for a few months. And what people take that is, well, you can have natural immunity, but it only lasts three months. And that's not what that means. Just like what we started with. Uh, what that means, means we only study those people for three months. That's what it means. <laughs> but what ends up happening is people see that and they'll say, well, you can have it, but it only lasts for three months. Now, you know what does only last for a few months, apparently? 
Your immunity from the vaccine. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's like six months. Yeah, it's like six months. Okay. We've actually got more studies saying that it lasts longer for more people from natural immunity. Okay. Uh, and this is this is really important because we're talking about restricting people's travel. We're talking about not letting them go into people's businesses, even though the, those people are okay with it. We need in the United States for people to take natural immunity seriously. That way you can find a way of saying, no, I don't have my vaccine passport. But I, if we're going to do this, if we're going to restrict people's travel, then we need to at least say, well, I don't have my vaccine passport because I'm not vaccinated, but I have natural immunity. And then people don't just laugh at you and call you some type of Alex Jones follower after you say that or assume that you're a Trump supporter for saying that. I don't know why the follow the science crowd is literally refusing to follow the science on this. It's baffling to me. It's not convenient. It, That's it why. It doesn't support the overall narrative, I guess. Yeah. Okay, so now we got some ridiculous fact checks. Charlie, if you want to go with this first one, it's from PolitiFact. And they were fact checking the Gateway Pundit who was talking about the Israeli study. And I'm going to put it up on the screen because this is a ridiculous okay. fact check. And this is what we have to deal with these so days. So this is dumb fact checks of the week? This is dumb <laughs> fact checks of the week. All right. Oh, wait, this, is, this one is from, yeah, PolitiFact. Okay. All right, so uh, new Israeli study finds fully vaccinated people are at greater risk of hospitalization and 13 times more likely to catch COVID-19 than those who have recovered and have natural immunity. So, And they rated uh, that? Half true. Half true. They rated that half true. Now, why is that half true? What was it again? What did they say? That they find that fully vaccinated people are at greater risk of hospitalization, 13 times more likely to catch COVID than those who have recovered and have natural immunity. And they've decided that that statement itself is half true. Which, by the way, if you go, I, I, we didn't read this part, but if you go back up to that other study, they were saying that vaccines that target other parts of the virus rather than just the spike protein may be more helpful in containing infection as SARS-CoV-2 variants overtake the prevailing strains. This could pave the way for us to design vaccines that address multiple coronaviruses. And what they're talking about there is they have identified adaptive immune components from people who have natural immunity. And yeah. they're looking at those and they're like, okay, well, we can probably develop vaccines that have some of these natural antibody components that help defend against the different variants and create a better vaccine that resembles what the natural immunity is. Like the kind of vaccines that we've been using for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> well, like the kind of vaccines that, uh, your, that your body naturally produces. Yeah. So... It's just, and so it just blows my mind that they're going to, this is half true. This, this statement's half true. All right. So they said, if your time is short, a study done in Israel that is not yet peer reviewed found that people who had been infected with COVID-19 had greater protection than vaccinated people against becoming reinfected with the virus Delta variant. The claim suggests that people are better off going unvaccinated. That's not what it says at all. No. It does not. But peer-reviewed studies repeatedly have found that vaccinated people are more likely to avoid hospitalization or death if they become infected. Uh, so the second half of that is true. Studies have found that vaccinated people are more likely to avoid hospitalization or death if they become infected, which I don't know of anyone who has died from COVID-19 that was vaccinated. There have been people that have been vaccinated that have died, mm -hmm. but not from COVID-19 that I know of. Now, that, that, that could have changed in the last couple of weeks. Uh, most of the people in the hospitals right now are unvaccinated mm -hmm. and they weren't infected before. There's been about the NBC says it's about 2000 people, that, uh, 2000 vaccinated people that have died from COVID 
uh, so far since they started tracking. Okay. Uh, and I mean, heck, we know we we know of one that's uh, going on right now. That was uh, vaccinated. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. So okay. So I'm corrected there. See yeah. see that fact check. I can put out information of what I remember being true, and I can then I can admit when I'm wrong. Yeah. Right here, live. Right now. And we're not going to cut this out. We don't cut anything out of the podcast. Mm-mm, just awkward mm-hmm. pauses. That's really all we cut out. Yes. Okay, exactly. and then there's a little bit, uh, little bit left after that. Okay. Right here. The headline was shared in an Instagram post that was flagged as part of Facebook's efforts to combat false news and, inf- information and misinformation on its news feed. The headline uh, accurately reflects some of the study's finding, but ignores the study's limitations, including the only one vaccine uh, that only one vaccine was tested, and that other studies have found the COVID nineteen poses much greater danger to people who have not been vaccinated. They, which is not what it's saying. They rated it half true because the headline did not address those things. Yeah, that's literally impossible. The headline. That's, that's the article. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what the headline said was not untrue. Right. Not even after it, because you didn't state all of the information in the headline. It says, without that context, the headline leaves the impression that it's safer to get COVID-19 and hope to recover than to try to avoid it by getting vaccinated. No, it doesn't. It does not say that. That headline doesn't say anything about that, doesn't imply that whatsoever. It it literally doesn't imply that. It actually is not in there. But they rated it half true for the post. That's unbelievable. That was really popular. The same, the some of the same information has been out there. So that one was from PolitiFact. This one is from FactCheck.org. Let me throw the the headline up here for you guys. Not the headline, but the actual FactCheck headline. Instagram post missing context about his Israeli study on COVID nineteen natural immunity. An Instagram post highlighted a headline about a non-peer-reviewed study from Israel that found an unvaccinated people previously infected with SARS-CoV-2 had greater immunity against the Delta variant than never infected people fully vaccinated with Pfizer's vaccine. But the social media post omitted the study's other finding that one dose of the vaccine enhanced protection for infection survivors. (laughs) So (laughs) what the headline said was true. That this study said that if you had recovered from COVID and had natural immunity, that that was stronger than people who had not had COVID, but had had two doses of the Pfizer vaccine. And so that is what the headline said. And they have decided to say that this post is missing context because they did not also say that the study mentioned that if you had previous infection and you got one dose of the Pfizer vaccine, then you have better protection than people who had just had the previous infection. Yeah, so that's a long headline. That is a really long headline. <laughs> it's not gonna. It's not a great clickbait headline. I'll just tell you that you're not going to get a lot of people to read it. Uh, also, there's a limitations on how much of a headline. Should you put an show. asterisk next to your headline so, so you can explain it underneath? Yeah. So that's called the article. Yeah. That's what it, here's an asterisk in the headline. The asterisk opens up into the article, which you then need to read to explain what the headline is. And if we're going to scrutinize headlines like this, can we scrutinize all of them? Well, okay. You mentioned, okay. The one that you just read (laughs) uh, said that it ignored the fact that the study had limitations. Do you think they fact checked the study that the CDC posted on their website? Because most of that That has limitations. limitations. Do you think that they came yeah. up that anytime someone said, oh, well, it's actually uh, it's actually way safer for you to be vaccinated than to have natural immunity. Do you think they flagged those posts as missing context because you, of the study they cited? 
Or do you think they flagged the post where uh, the the study came out where the richest Americans pay a lower percentage of tax rate (laughs) than the rest of America? You think they flagged that one for misinformation? For some reason, I doubt it. I highly doubt that. So uh, and so going back on to this right here. Remember, they didn't say that what the person said was untrue. They flagged the person because they also didn't add something good about the vaccine inside of the headline. That they, that they didn't put that in there. According to its authors, a study conducted in Israel demonstrated that natural immunity from a prior infection provided longer lasting and stronger protection against the highly transmissible Delta variant than vaccine-induced immunity from two doses. Some social media users are highlighting that founding, finding, which is far from conclusive, while ignoring that the study also said that previously infected individuals can still benefit from vaccination. So it doesn't matter that the headline actually was true, but they require that the headline also says that it's that the study said it could be good to be vaccinated after you were after you had the previous infection. Okay, with at least one dose. So this, this is just is, unbelievable. So this is rated as missing context. So this is not true. You're missing context here. The Instagram account, for example, posted the screen capture of the Gateway Pundit headline. So we just talked about the Gateway Pundit headline. What was not mentioned in the Instagram post, which received more than 4,600 likes on the platform, is that the study found even greater immunity against the Delta variant for people who got a single shot of the Pfizer vaccine and had an infection with the novel coronavirus. It's things like this that lead to people not trusting anything that they see, especially when it comes from those that you might think are on the left, because there's an, there's an obvious agenda here. There's an agenda happening to us, happening before our eyes, that just because you said something true in a headline, because you also didn't mention that the vaccine was great, this is like having to mention that uh, Kim Jong-un is a great leader. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a great person. You, you know, you said that, uh, you, you said that this thing was good, but you forgot to mention that Kim Jong-un was a great leader in this. Okay. So actually we're going to, we're going to kill you right now, or we'll just not allow you to speak anymore. That's not what Instagram's doing. They're not killing people. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's not what's happening, but it's like, oh, you, you said this, was but a you, joke. you forgot it was a joke. Okay. You forgot to say something good about the vaccine. It doesn't matter that the study said that if you had previous infection and you got one dose of the vaccine, that you would have even better protection. That wasn't the point. What people are trying to say right now is that natural immunity is just as strong or stronger than people who are vaccinated. Because right now, even people with natural immunity are not being forced physically, but are being pressured. Or if they want to go do something, they have to do it. Or if they want to keep their job, then they have to get it. Or if they want to go to their college, then they have to get it. And so they're trying to make the point that, hey, I've got natural immunity. And literally all the freaking science on this says that I'm just as protected, if not more, than people who have the vaccine right now. So what's the real motive here? Mm-hmm. What is it? Who's writing these headlines? What's the what's the CEO of Pfizer's name? So did they fact check the post about the CDC study in Kentucky? No. Hey. No, I did not see anything about that. Really? Even though it had a lot of limitations. We write w- off the whole list of limitations. A lot of them. And it was a stupid way to do a study in the first place because their comparison group to draw their conclusions were only people who did not get reinfected. So decide finding that more of those people were vaccinated than were people who had then had previous infections. You're, you're choosing from a group where you already know the answer at the end of it. You have to look at the same group and see what the percentage chance is that those people got reinfected. 
And over you also time. explicitly mentioned that you didn't do what was necessary. Yeah. To make it a. We did not confirm that these were new infections yeah. in these people. This could have been the same infection. Yeah. It says that at the end of it. And we didn't use the proper viral genome. Yeah. Like, so, it's, it's just unbelievable. That was the one, by the way, I was looking for actual scientific studies that told me that there wasn't natural immunity, that you weren't protected from natural immunity. I was looking for those studies today. There weren't any studies showing that there was no natural immunity. Okay, so that's the first thing that people need to realize is that there weren't any of those. This was the most damning one that I found, and it was from the CDC. And all it said was that people who had natural immunity had two times the chance of being reinfected with COVID than yeah. people who were vaccinated. That was what it showed. As Joe here, fact check missing context. It doesn't say that if you had prior infection, three doses of vaccine and wear a mask, it's better. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't say that if you uh, build a bubble, never leave your house. Mm-hmm. and live in there and feed yourself through a tube, then you, you have a higher chance of never getting infected from anything. Can't trust anything. You know? It's just absolutely unbelievable. Now, I want to say here at the end, I'm not going to speak for Nate. This is purely for me. I want to say here at the end that uh, while all of this is true, right, that you should still, as I've said from the beginning, take this seriously. Like we've known people close to us who have who have died, uh, relatively healthy people. Um it, there is no rhyme or reason that we can see uh, that why it attacks certain people and it doesn't. There are some interesting theories out there. Uh, Nate and I both had COVID. Nate was very sick. Uh, I was actually, I was a little worried about you for a second. One second. Yeah. I worried for one second. Almost shed a tear. In one second. That was a quick but I, reaction. But I didn't. Yeah. Um, I just want you to know. I appreciate you being that, worried for one second and not shedding a yeah, tear. That yeah. I, I, I was my concho. I do. <laughs> you for you. I, I told I Lacey. That. Thank you. I told Lacey not to pull the plug. She was almost there. Oh yeah. She yeah, was she trying to never with the pillow the whole time. She'd never seen you like that before. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, but but in all, it, it is serious. I mean, uh, the the friend of mine who passed away a week ago uh, was thirty three, healthy, working out. Like, uh, so so it, you really don't know. Um, he ended up having two strokes in the hospital, so you really don't know. So you should take it seriously and and. As I've said, I'm vaccinated uh, mainly because I want to travel uh, to Europe and, and the likes of other places, but also because the history of vaccines, are, they're a lot safer than they are detrimental. And of course, you can have reaction to the vaccine and, and all that kind of stuff. And we don't know the long-term effects. I mean, it could kill everyone when they're 50. Who knows? Canceled. Right? But, but, but at the same time, I think that you should make the best decision for you and your family uh, and, and talk to your doctor about it. You know, and, and, and that's where you should get your information from. Um, and obviously this podcast, like we're giving you all the information. But the thing about it is, is that you should still take this virus seriously, but we don't need to eliminate everyone's freedom to do so. You know, like that's the, that's the, my, the, that's what rubs the pepper on the, on the soft side, you know, in the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And it gets too spicy. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah. It really grinds the clutch for me. <laughs> Um, I was going to say, you asked at the beginning of the podcast, why people were refusing to accept any of this or why that was going on. And there was an article here in the Washington Post, which we don't have to read. But um, the reason that this is, in my opinion, not being discussed is because the government and everyone who wants control assumes that everyone else is stupid. I think that's the main thing. And it's not that I haven't seen people say or that I don't know people who have said 
oh, we just need to go ahead and get it. Everyone needs to go ahead and get it. And then we'll have immunity so we don't get it anymore. That's a stupid idea. Yeah. Okay. Real you know, dumb. Like, I want to get the thing so I don't get the thing. That's what you're saying. Yeah. And, and so that's not a good idea. But um, I think what's happening here is everyone assumes that, the, that uh, all of the idiots out there are going to decide to do that. Now, natural selection and evolution will weed out the people who decide to do that. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that, that's, that's just the way that life goes. And I don't like that because I'm against death. But the, essentially what the Washington Post article says here, and I'll link to this also, is that, of course, yeah, there's natural immunity. We can't, we can't say that. We have, to acknowledge, we have to acknowledge that there is natural immunity and that people who are making the argument saying that there is natural immunity and that you're protected uh, from COVID as well as people that are vaccinated, we can't argue with that. There's been a lot of studies saying this. But then they say, but it's dangerous to, to, to talk about this because that's going to infer that you need to go out there and get COVID. And that is not actually safe because I would, I, I would venture to say that it, getting COVID is more dangerous on a per- percentage basis than getting the vaccine. So I don't think the numbers, I'm just going on numbers right now, that getting COVID is more dangerous than getting the vaccine and not getting COVID. Okay, so the the main fear here is that people are afraid of all the idiots out there that are going to decide to have COVID parties. Like I said, yeah. natural selection will will weed out this problem over over generations, more than likely. Uh, but you can't you can't decide that because you're you're restricting people's lives, you're restricting their travel. People are uh, losing jobs. They're not able to go back to college. They're not able to travel out of the country, and you're ignoring the fact that they could have just as much immunity to the thing that you're worried about as the people who have had the vaccine. And so you're not doing it based on science anymore. After that, you're doing it based on control. Because even if your even if your idea that people are too stupid to make this decision is rooted in science, you're still doing it out of control because you've decided that people are too stupid to make this decision. So I'm going to control people so they can't make a stupid decision. And so that's not that's not the way to go about things, and it's not your job to do that. All right. That's that's really all I have to say about that. I like I said, I think it's important to get these studies out there. I looked for ones that said there was no natural immunity. I couldn't find them. And so when you're mentioning this and you're treated like a crazy right-wing conspiracy theorist for mentioning that when you get infected with a virus that your body makes antibodies and can protect you from that virus for a certain amount of time afterwards, uh, that you're not, you're not treated like a crazy person mm-hmm. after you mention everything that we've known about viruses our entire lives and uh, of generations before us. So when you mention that, you can say, hey, Here's a list of all the links to all of these studies and some good articles on all of this stuff. Let me pull up episode number 538 from GML and uh, look at this link of all this. Uh, let me just send this. You don't have to listen to the podcast, but go to all these links and pull up all these studies. But you should listen to podcasts. Uh, so anyway, that's why I wanted to get all this out there. We have officially debunked the myth that natural immunity is a myth. Yeah. Whatever. That's yeah. the, the myth is the myth. We pointed out the myth of the myth. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We're... Yeah, we're busting myths. That's what we're doing. All right, if you guys enjoyed today's show, then please, please, please share it with a friend. Send this over with all the information, the links. Everything that we talked about has been, uh, will be linked in the show notes so you guys will have all of the actual research backing it up. So do that. Share the show with a friend, with an enemy, with your loved ones and the children. Also, leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Those are coming in hot. And we appreciate you guys doing that. That helps the 
old algorithms, the old Apple podcast algorithms. We have lots of new people listening to the show. The numbers keep climbing. So we really, really appreciate that. Um, and uh, please subscribe. If you do all of that, we will be back again tomorrow. And this time I'm not lying about that. We'll be back again tomorrow. Hope you have a good day and a good morning. Liberty. <laughs>